Welcome to Life on Pause, a podcast defining the experience of being a young adult with cancer. Each episode, we explore issues impacting young adults in and after treatment. Like what you hear? Have something to add? Come join us for next month's recording, the third Tuesday at 6 p.m. Welcome to Life on Pause. I'm Kayla, and today I'm here with Allie, and we will be discussing the idea of not necessarily fitting in or belonging while dealing with cancer. Uh, to start, Allie, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your diagnosis or anything else you want to share? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Kayla. So I'm Allison. I go by Allie. I was diagnosed with stage 2B Hodgkin's lymphoma, which was considered stage 3 due to the size of my tumor um, in my chest. I was 18 turning 19 when I first encountered my symptoms. I'm currently 22 and finishing up nursing school. I plan on being an emergency room RN this coming fall. So that's exciting. That sounds pretty cool. I don't know that I could do that, but that sounds pretty cool. I'm a little crazy, so. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing some of your story. I know that being diagnosed and going through treatment for anybody, myself included, can make you feel out of place or you, like you don't necessarily belong. It can affect you every day or just in certain situations. Can you tell me what aspects of your life were affected by that? Yeah, so for me, as a, for many who have cancer, pretty much flipped my life upside down. I feel like I didn't know how to feel at first, and I didn't know how much my life was going to change at the time when I was diagnosed. So the first thing that changed in my life was I took time off my job that I really enjoyed doing, and I was contemplating staying in school. I was a sophomore in college at the time, and just really getting used to transitioning and being a college student let alone a college student with cancer. I didn't know if I wanted to stay. I kind of, at that point, was just depressed. I was, my symptoms were like taking over my lifestyle and it was hard for me to get out of bed. But my oncologist urged me to keep my pre-nursing classes and try to remain as normal as possible. She did tell me like, you probably can't work and do college, but she thought that I could do it. And just having that little bit of someone who has faith in you, like kept me pretty much in, in college. And I took four classes during chemo. So my roles as a college student kind of changed. I I always felt like studious, like at the studious college student, I always had homework and you know what that's like. And yeah, but I wasn't like the college student who was like hanging out after class, going to the beach like I wanted to, like because I lived in North Carolina and I just wasn't doing the things I wanted to be doing, like that my peers were doing. So it kind of put me in a different type of role and wasn't fun at at the time because I wanted, I felt out of place. I wanted to be like everybody else, but. Cancer, yeah. (laughs) But I also got put into a different type of role, such as, you know, someone with cancer, you reevaluate and you rethink your relationships and you value your time more. I definitely like today after my journey, I value my time, I value my relationships and Yeah, at the time, I was also long distance with my boyfriend and going through twists and turns of becoming a woman. So it was it was hard to juggle everything, but it all worked out in the end, which I'm really grateful for. But it was a long journey. That sounds really tough, especially at such a defining age. Would you mind going into detail about how your relationships changed? Yeah, so 19 is like such a prime coming of age. I, I mean, I feel like when you're a young adult, like there's always so many milestones that your peers are going through and that you go through. My relationship, like definitely with my 
peers changed because it wasn't like, you know, I was friends with a lot of people, but I wasn't like hanging out like close. I had like probably two close friends that I hung out with on campus. And that really kept me feeling like a college student because they would force me to like go hang out with them. And I was like, no, I'm tired. I don't want to do it. And they'd be like, get out here now. And I really needed that because if not, I was going to be like, I was going to mope around and kind of be like, wow, I'm a cancer patient. I don't want to, I'm tired. I can't do it all. But they were like, yes, you can. And like, if I didn't have those people in my life, like my oncologist or like my friends, Maddie, Autumn, Ethan, like if I didn't have them telling me like, you still can do this, like I definitely wouldn't have done it. So those relationships were really important to me. But other than that, like my relationship with my boyfriend changed because it kind of became more serious. It was like, I'm going to go through this and we're already long distance. Like, I understand if you need to go. And he was like, no, you know, I'll come visit you. And he did. And so it really like strengthened that relationship. And also my relationship with my family really, you know, got stronger because I realized that past things that I was struggling with, kind of like the teenage anarchy phase, like flew out so fast. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm being ridiculous having these little arguments with my family and my parents. And, you know, I really need to cherish my time with them. And having cancer made me, force me to reevaluate my values, like rekindle value relationships that are really important to me. And kind of like let go of relationships that weren't as important to me. Just people who weren't negative in my life or weren't giving positivity toward my life. I was like, you know, I don't need to keep this relationship up. Yeah, I feel like that's a common thing for a lot of cancer patients. I know for me, there are relationships that I realized weren't that important to me anymore. And that didn't, I guess, provide as much value as I thought they had. I feel like that's something that a lot of people who deal with cancer go through. So you touched a little bit about the teenage anarchy type phase. Uh, Could you tell me a little bit about how you felt like as a young woman going through this? So this was definitely, I had such a phase as a teenager where I was just already struggling with like belonging and who are your friends and what's my style? Who am I? What do I want to be? Like what type of adult do I want to be? type of thing. Um, You know, when you go from high school to college, this is like a normal thing, which is hard for a lot of people. It was hard for me, but especially like walking around campus, like bald, it was, you know, and, and feeling like I'm kind of weak or fragile or tired or fatigued, like, and seeing all my peers who are like carefree and young, like, I want to say young, even though we're the same age, but like, I did not feel young. I felt like you know how it feels. It's just, you feel like a million pounds some, t- some days. Yeah. So, so seeing other um, people, you know, live their life and honestly, like looking different than them, like having no hair, having no eyebrows, having no eyelashes is really different to see a young girl look like that. So that was really hard for me. It was kind of transitioning into being like, you know, this is, this is how you look. That doesn't define who you are. Cause I was always taught like, not taught, but like, you know, society was always like, well, how you look is this important? And you know what I mean? You just had to like realize that there are more important things and that really find out who you are under the surface because you don't have this like mirror, like veil. So I really had to learn who I was. I completely get that. You look so much different than how you're supposed to look or how 
the society thinks you're supposed to look, I guess I would say. And it's just something that you have to deal with. Or do you still find yourself dealing with these like feelings of like not really belonging or like insecurities about everything that cancer does to you? I would say that I came a really long way. This journey has been now two years, two a little over two years since I started treatment, since I had can't like been diagnosed with cancer. And I would say that during was kind of hard, but really the last two years or year and a half after I had treatment and like more like building off of the person I was during chemo and kind of just like extending my journey, it has been hard. But I think now I'm really kind of like at terms with the person I am, like I'm a new person and I'm not, you know, I mourned like the old me and I'm conformed into the new me. So I'm now Allie who has been through cancer, chemo and radiation, but I'm also Allie who powered through college and will soon be a registered nurse. And I'm also Allie who values time with my family and friends and definitely more grateful for every day I spend with, you know, no new disease. So I think a lot of good things did come out of like having cancer now. Like before I was just like, this sucks. This is like, I was, I had a kind of negative outlook on my journey, not necessarily negative outlook on life, like oh, life sucks, but just like, wow, I had to go through this. Like that's hard. Like this is horrible. Nobody else that I know has to go through this. I wish nobody has to go through this. And now I'm kind of like, I'm glad I went through this because it brought so many good things into my life and gives me a chance to like help people who are going through it now and kind of be like, look, I I know that feeling that you're feeling, it's horrible and you feel like you don't belong in your peer group and, you know, you feel like no one will ever understand how I'm feeling, which, you know, may be true, but there's people like me and you who understand how hard it is to see your peers grow up without you or go through something, a stage of life without you. And we know that we'll be there for the people who both have the feelings that we had. How do you think you got through this? I know for me, like being part of this podcast was a huge part of it and knowing that there are other people in similar situations. So for you, what was the thing that got you through? So definitely like coming to terms with the new, you know, the new me and and definitely like joining the podcast has helped me because it's just it's just nice to feel Everyone likes when someone says, oh, yeah, like this and this happened to me. So I understand like it's nice to have a group of people who has scars like you have and has mental scars like you do. And just someone who could been like, yeah, like, yeah, I've been there. And well, now I'm here, like seeing like all the great things that you've done. Like, you know, now you're you have your dream job. Like, that's that's amazing. It's like gives hope, I feel like. When I first started the podcast, I had like little to no hope. Like I was going through the motions of nursing school and like, yeah, I'm going to graduate. Yeah, like I'm still insecure and I'm still dealing with being like growing back my hair and, you know, still dealing with I can't walk upstairs barely. I can, you know, things like like little things like that, like post-treatment things. So, yeah, definitely the podcast and really, you know, talking to a therapist has helped and just being open about my feelings like if someday I'm feeling you know what I'm feeling a little bit sorry for myself I'll be honest about it or if some days I'm feeling super grateful I'll always like try to relay that and be like real with people do you find that being honest with people has been helpful like I know for me I tried to bottle everything up because I didn't want people to like not necessarily know how I was feeling but like I didn't want to share like the sad things the negative things do you think that being honest with people has helped you 
So in the beginning of my treatment, I didn't tell anybody. I post any pictures. I didn't want anyone to know. I didn't tell anybody. You know, if someone would ask, I'd be like, I'm fine. And now that I've been through that, I realize like that's not really the way to do it. You know, like some people are more private and like whatever, but I just think like lying about it or hiding it, it just wasn't good for me. And I think it's important to maybe you don't have to post about it, but like just like your immediate family and your friends, like letting them know how you feel and you know, that some days are harder than the others. Cause I think it's hard to put all that on your back and keep all your emotions to yourself. It's like, you don't have to carry them all. Yes. I agree. That's something that you learn going through this, that you need other people, like you need, you need support. So do you have any advice for anybody else who's feeling this way or feeling insecure going through the whole cancer experience? Yes. Yeah, so my advice for people who are going through cancer or treatment or even recovery who feel like they don't fit in with their peers would just be like that it's okay not to fit in with your old life. You know, you're forever growing and changing. And for some of us, cancer is just another part of the journey, which is really horrible. But when you come to terms with that, you know, I started treating my cancer and my life like a journey and not like a destination. So when I was treating my life or cancer, for instance, like a destination, um, I was just waiting for something to happen. I was waiting for my hair to grow back, then I'll feel better. Or waiting to get the all clear scan, you know, then I'll feel better. Then then it'll be over. But the fact is the journey is ever changing and always moving. And you have to be comfortable and ready to change your life. It's never comfortable, but it's inevitable. And I would just say to try to remain optimistic and malleable for your journey. But I will say that, you know, nine times out of 10, having cancer or going through the journey, like will bring something positive to your life or to you as a person, you know, just be like searching for that part. You know, I mean, I know some journeys are harder than others, I would say, I mean, or harder for others. Like, you know, if someone doesn't have the support system, I guess that's kind of why like life on pause is what they're, what we're trying to do is give someone support in any way we can, or even just advice or even just like a funny story. I would say to try to, you know, remain positive. It's like such a cliche thing to say, but your life's a journey. And if you stay positive throughout it, it'll be a better journey. I like that. I should probably use that more. <laughs> I'm not the most positive person. It's hard. I know it's hard. But like if you just put in that little bit of effort, it's like makes a lot of difference. I know it's hard. I get mad too and frustrated and I still get like, oh gosh, I can't believe I had cancer. That's so, why? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's been seven years and I still do that. Like, I'm like, why did this happen to me? It's just, I feel like some days are just harder than others where like you just get down on yourself and you're like, why did like, why did this happen to me? You realize like, you're not alone. There are other people going through it. It may not, they may not be like people that are like immediately in your life or whatever, which can be hard. I think it's easier when you know people like personally that are going through it, which is why I think life on pause is so important. But I'm definitely going to try and be more positive. I appreciate that advice. Is there anything else you want to share? Yeah, I would say just kind of to remember that the feelings that you have right now, they will pass. Like, I mean, they're horrible feelings. I know, I know the feelings, but they will pass one day. And, you know, like I said, you're going to get something positive out of it. I think everybody I know has gotten something positive out of you know, their journey. So yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Kayla, for the interview. Yeah.
thank you for being willing to share so much. And I want to thank all the listeners for listening to this episode and all the other episodes. Thanks for listening to Life on Pause. Ideas or suggestions for future episodes? Feel free to share them with us. Join us for the next recording on the third Tuesday of the month. Until Until next time. time.